when I look back and some of the things that I ha- that I did, I look back and I think, wow, I really did that. I mean, it's sort of like as you get, as you move along in life, sometimes things just seem, well, that's how it was. And then when I sit down and write about it and I look back and it was like, well, you know, that was sort of unusual. This is a show where we'll explore what it means to retire with purpose to make a difference, to invest in your family, your community, to live to your full potential and explore abundant opportunities to live with purpose and community. From Garden Spot Communities in New Holland, Pennsylvania, welcome to Purpose in Retirement. Hello, I'm Scott Miller, the Chief Marketing Officer at Garden Spot Communities. And I'm Juanita Fox, the storyteller. So this episode is going to be just a little bit different. Um, we're going to try a new style of storytelling as we introduce season four of Purpose in Retirement. The last podcast for season three was an interview about the wisdom course that we piloted in 2022. We talked with Garden Spot Communities um, CEO Steve Lindsay, as well as Dr. Conrad Kanegi, who is a sociology professor for Elizabethtown College. This season is going to include interviews with participants of the wisdom course. There will be Garden Spot Village residents, um, there will be team members, as well as students from Elizabethtown College. To introduce the season, we're going to do our best to explain why and how we introduced a wisdom course, and we'll use snippets of conversation from Stephen Conrad, as well as input from Garden Spot Village resident, Evie Hershey. For the past 15 years, we've been talking about a wisdom course or a path to elderhood, and you know we kept circling back around to it, but we had this hunch that we needed a partner or a catalyst to help us to launch it. And Steve explains that hunch very well. One of the things that we really appreciate is this idea of the slow hunch, uh, because a lot of important ideas have long incubation periods. And so what happens is you have these different fragments of an idea that come together over the course of time and, and prove to create something fairly interesting. And I think that was the case with this wisdom course. Uh, it started for me uh, oh, a number of years back when I would have conversations with people and, um, and, and you would often hear the same response when they were talking about older people talking about young people, this idea that, well, nobody ever listens to me. Nobody wants to know what I have to say. And I would ask him, well, if you had something, I mean, you know, if somebody asked you that, what would you have to say? At a strategic planning session with Mennonite Central Committee, Steve met Harley Eagle, a member of the Dakota Nation. Harley was doing restorative justice work with First Nations people. During breaks, Steve peppered Harley with questions, wanting to understand the role of elderhood in the First Nations tradition. And at one point he stopped me, and it was one of those light bulb moments. And he said, you know, Steve, he said, not all of our older people are elders. A lot of our, uh, our people just get old and cranky in our culture the same way they do in yours. Those are not the elders. The elders are the ones who have taken the time to harvest the wisdom of their lives, who've taken the time to learn the stories of our people, and then also take the time to share that with younger generations. Uh, and so that was one of those moments that just kind of stuck with me. And, and I started thinking about, well, what would look like if we had an opportunity to shape that process, to begin to think about how do we harvest the wisdom of our lives? How do we learn our stories and, and learn how to share those more effectively? With these slow hunches, we give ourselves the opportunity to, to gather input and to find partners. 
We often have false starts and we, that same thing happened for the wisdom course, but eventually we build a pilot just to see how things might work. Interestingly enough, Conrad was going through a similar experience. He was on a journey where he wanted to harvest the wisdom of not only his own life, but help his students to do the same thing as they were preparing to make their way in the world. You know, this began for me um, in really 2017 when I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Um, I was struggling to, before I was even diagnosed, I kept thinking about turning 50. I was 49 and um, I didn't want, I did not want to turn 50 for whatever reason. And maybe there was some premonition there, but I read a book by uh, Barbara Bradley Haggerty entitled Life Reimagined, The Science, Art and Opportunity at Midlife. And it was, it was tremendously inspiring to me that winter before I was diagnosed, um, because she talks about this thing called regeneration, this idea that when we give the best of ourselves to others, um, not just volunteering for things, although that's important, not just keeping up with reading, although that's important, but that cognitively and physiologically, the brain responds to this idea that we give out of ourselves the very best that we have honed and developed and the wisdom we've gained to others. When that is poured into other people, um, we things happen to us. There's, there's even brain cells uh, that uh, that begin to grow. I mean, it's, it's amazing what happens, um, dopamine production, serotonin, and all of that. And so when I was diagnosed a few months later, um, and after I got over that initial year of really being quite angry um, at God about all of this, I began to think about how do I, as a faculty member at a school with 18 to 21-year-olds who I love to teach, begin to bring to them this experience that I've had Conrad began a journey of podcasting and writing. He approached Garden Spot as a potential sponsor of his podcast, and the conversation quickly turned to Garden Spot's desire to create a path to elderhood or a way for residents to gather their wisdom to share with others. And something in the midst of that just kind of sparked, uh, and it just kind of came together. And I, as we were you know, talking about that, we, we realized that we were kind of kindred spirits uh, in, in this journey together. And so Conrad, you know, his background, his experience, his education as a sociologist, he certainly understands the impact on community. We are not good at writing curriculum. And Conrad said, well, that's right in my wheelhouse. You know, that, that's what I do every day. And so we said, all right, let's do this. Uh, so it really was that combination of passion and giftedness and, and access to young people that Conrad brought to the table uh, that really was the spark that made it all work. When we had a firm idea of what the class might look like, we began to reach out to residents and to team members who we thought might be interested in joining this first pilot class. We really didn't know what it would look like, but we knew it was going to be unlike anything that we had done before. Abby Hershey was one of the residents who was invited to participate. Well, I was asked. Someone, I don't even know who, approached me and asked if I would be interested in that. And um, I did my college degree when I was in my 40s, and I, I love learning. And so it sounded like an exciting adventure, and it was. At first, I was a little bit uh, hesitant because we got a syllabus that looks over, sort of overwhelming at the front. And... Um, and then we were assured that uh, Dr. Kennedy assured us that we would not have to be following that exactly. And so it, I settled into it and I really enjoyed writing about my experiences in my life. So Evie mentioned the syllabus, you know, it was a little overwhelming. 
we invited 20 people to join us and a couple of them saw the syllabus and the schedule and they just decided to opt out. You know, but that was okay because we knew that this was going to be, you know, some hard work, but a little bit different than anything we had done before. So we had planned to meet the third Friday of each month, um, for, starting at 930 until one o'clock, beginning in May and running through December. Um, we had a couple of optional meetings with college students that were tentatively planned. But other than that, we weren't exactly sure what the course experience was going to look like. You know, what I appreciated about the course, Scott, was that Conrad was very open to adapting and changing the course to what the participants needed. I was one who looked at the syllabus and thought, wow, how is this going to work? But it did. And that's the beauty of a pilot. You can take feedback from participants and adapt it to what they need. Yeah, our first sessions included a lot of reading, lectures, and homework. It was really rigorous. It was, and and we soon realized that the reading was good, but heartfelt conversations, writing, and self-exploration was more powerful and moved us forward in new ways. That the academic rigor, which Conrad, you know, was, was used to, gave way to a more flexible and manageable format that per, that the participants found much more engaging. I experienced that exactly. As I began to write my life story, Conrad quickly pointed out the places where I was glossing over my experiences and where I wasn't expressing how those experiences made me feel. And that was where I really learned those lessons that I had learned and the wisdom that I was gaining. He and the others in the class who read my life story, they were very perceptive and helpful to me as I shared my story, either verbally or in writing. You know, I've written my life story several times, but this was the first time that I stopped and looked for the life lessons and the wisdom. Evie, who is a widow, recognized a freedom that she hadn't fully explored. I learned that I could reflect on my life and I could reflect on Larry's death and still be joyous. And so I really put together the grief and the gratitude. I've had a lot of exciting experiences since he passed. So there's two ways of, of two opposites, which seems like opposites that you can put together and still have a good, productive life. Evie also recognized that while she was busy living life, she was making really unusual choices. Well, the fact that, that I made a decision in midlife to go to college, when I look back, and some of the things that I, that I did, I look back and I think, wow, I really did that? I mean, it's sort of like, as you move along in life, sometimes things just seem, well, that's how it was. And then when I sit down and write about it, and I look back, and it was like, well, you know, that was sort of unusual for my age group to decide to, to do my college when I was in my 40s and had three kids that were in high school. And that sort of surprises me, I think, when I think of some of those things. But I've always been sort of adventurous and didn't always do things the way other people expected me to. <laughs> Evie was able to share those stories of hard work and pursuing dreams with students to demonstrate that it's never too late to pursue what you're passionate about, what you're called to do, or as some cultures put it, your life's work. The self-work and exploration of the wisdom we've gathered over the course of our lives really prepared us to meet with students. Although Conrad was preparing everyone for this meeting, he too was surprised at how quickly the students in both classes connected with each other. It was that the students at the college learned the objective facts to some degree, although all of our lives are subjectively seen and described by ourselves, but they, they learned the facts of uh, the, the residents' lives, their work life, their family life, their religious life, they learned what we call the social facts, but it was not the social facts so much um, 
of their biographies that impacted them. It was how the residents began to describe what they learned from those experiences. And it was those experiences and what they learned that the students heard that impacted them so deeply. But it was also within that, the relationships that were built. And so it was the learning of the wisdom that the residents began to articulate. And I, I think when we started the course at Garden Spot, it was hard, I, I found it hard for residents to have confidence to say, this is some of what I learned about my life. I mean, I think that's not easy for us necessarily. There's something about sounds arrogant or it sounds like I'm putting myself forward. Um, but what we miss when we don't do that is the opportunity for others to grow and to learn and be nurtured uh, and to become more human. We, in sociology, we say that the self is discovered by relationships with others. Um, and without those relationships, we don't know who we are. And so I think one of the advantages of this process was that we were able to work together with the Garden Spot residents for a few months so that they became comfortable, became comfortable talking about their story and what they had learned from that story so that by the time they met the students, some of the students' first questions were things like, are you afraid to die? Um, you know, well, had we not had some time, I think, to reflect on that, um, those kinds of questions, it may not have worked so well. But the students, I would just say one of the greatest impacts for them from the relationships and the stories they heard and the wisdom they gained was just a lowering of anxiety. Um, as I have said and told to the residents uh, before we met the students, this is a very anxious generation. Anxiety, depression, mental health levels are extremely high across the country. They've come through some of the hardest years that I think any cohort, young cohort has faced in probably since World War II. And they just don't know if there's a future. And they're trying to do what's next. They're trying to go through the motions. But what they heard were, was the assurance, and I heard this over and over again in their presentations, um, their final presentations, the assurance that things will be okay, that they will find the resources they need from others, from within themselves, from God, to get through the next steps. I heard things like, if I drop out of college, it's still going to be okay. I'll be able to get a job. Or I don't have to be anxious about, as I said, about dying. Or I don't have to be anxious about a, someone I love passing away because I will, I will find within me and with the community and with God what I need to get through that. And as I listened to that last interaction between the residents and the students at Elizabethtown College, I was so impressed with how the many of the residents talked about the value of faith and spirituality, in particular Christian faith, in their lives, and were able to talk to my students in a way that was really free, um, because it was just part of their story. Becoming human is what connects us. When we truly see each other, when we recognize the things we hold in common versus what separates us, we become truly human. I just, I felt just a lowering of anxiety in a way that I don't think they will experience in any other similar way in their four years. You know, the impact on the students was really powerful. Um, as Conrad mentioned, simply hearing from people who had lived through so many different things that in the long run, everything has been okay, that was just huge for the students. And it surprised me. They heard from those of us who had been laid off, um, we had challenging family issues and a whole host of other difficult life experiences, but in the end, life turned out okay. 
It made all of the hard work that we had done before meeting them so worth it. And what's amazing to me is that the participants from both groups, both Garden Spot and the E-Town students, they built these relationships and it wasn't limited to just simply the class. Future episodes will touch on those relationships and how meaningful they have been to everyone. At the end of the day, the Wisdom Course did exactly what we wanted it to. It provided an opportunity for people to reflect on the events of their lives and harvest the wisdom that they had learned. We had the opportunity to share parts of our stories and wisdom with each other and with first semester college freshmen. And so what we're doing now is taking the curriculum that Conrad created, adapting it and creating a second class, which will start this month. A new cohort of Garden Spot Village residents and Elizabethtown students will begin this journey toward relationship and the sharing of wisdom. We summarized our wisdom journey in a PDF entitled, How to Harvest Wisdom from Life Experiences. The PDF lists five ways. One, reflect. Two, write. Three, identify lessons. Four, apply wisdom. And five, share. Before we go, let's not forget our giveaway. If you contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, and mention the podcast before December 31st, 2023, we will enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Thank you for listening to Purpose in Retirement. I'm Scott Miller. And I'm Juanita Fox. A special thanks to Steve Lindsay, Conrad Kanagi, and Evie Hershey for sharing their experiences for this podcast. And next month, we're going to hear from Don Horning. Don is a future resident who participated in the Wisdom Course, and he made some really good friends in the process. Our senior producer and host is Scott Miller. Our co-host is Juanita Fox, and our producer is Sharon Sparks. 